This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Second and six, pressure on. Lawrence puts it up, and it's intercepted! What a play by Jalen Watson! Tried to get it to Zay Jones. Justin Reed was bringing the pressure, and Watson reels it in. This is Durden Sprague. It's third and seven. To the end zone, open, wide open. Hurst hauls it in for another Cincinnati touchdown. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Four-man defensive front, here they come. Prescott hangs in the pocket, steps up, throws. It's going to be picked off. Fred Warner with the interception. Jimmy Ward, I think, got a hand on it and redirected it up into the hands of Warner. Second interception of the afternoon against Dak Prescott. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. Happy Monday. How we doing? How we feeling? What is happening? A whole hell of a lot, man. A whole hell of a lot. You got your Niner jacket on. You're feeling all good. Loud and proud, baby. NFC title game. When you brought your Brock Purdy jersey, I'm going to order you a Brock Purdy jersey. Uh, Not even the top 10 uh, 49ers I'd want a jersey of. Come on. When he wins you a Super Bowl, you will. You mean when the defense wins a Super Bowl? Wow. Wow. I, mean, I see a <sighs> Kalanoa Hafonga jersey in your future. <laughs> I'd gladly take it over him. He's going to be the backup next year. Doesn't matter what they do. Wow, so anti-Purdy, man. I'm not Taking anti-Purdy. The land and you just no. hate your new quarterback. He's, he's I don't get it. Us. You were such a Jimmy love, G guy. What happened to you? I, I love that you don't fall for just the quarterback love. Well, it's, you know. He did with Garoppolo, though. I you were a Garoppolo not. guy. No. no. Oh, would, I said. Drive I, against Green Bay. Look at what he did. End of the game. I largely do that because I know it really <laughs> pisses you off. I've never seen a coach come as close to being an on-field player as Kyle Shanahan has in the last eight weeks. He can't play, but damn it, is he impacting that game. <laughs> I think Brock Purdy was phenomenal yesterday. You thought he was phenomenal? And I thought he came up with big plays late in the game that helped the offense get oh, I going. he was lucky. Cowboys he should have had two picks. two picks. Kittle saved him with a one-handed like tip grab to him. Like, What are we talking about? I think both of these playoff lines that he's had are better than any playoff game Jimmy Garoppolo has ever had. And I might seek out no to way. find factually. I'll, I'll to look prove it up that. right now. Jimmy G playoff pull off his, pull, it, it definitely wasn't better than his NFC title look. game against Green Bay because he attempted eight passes. Right. It was not better than his win against Minnesota because he attempted 13 passes. 100% right. wasn't better than his game against Dallas last year. That sure as hell wasn't the case because he threw at least one interception in that game and damn near lost it for him in the divisional round. Okay. The, or no, that would have been the wild card round. The divisional round, they were in Green Bay, so I guess if you want to grant me that, they scored one touchdown offensively in that game. And no, and it wasn't an offensive touchdown. It was a special teams touchdown. I stand corrected. Now, I don't remember his line from the NFC title game from last year. That's the one that you'd have to look up. It'd be really nice if football reference, the way basketball reference does, has specific game law. Oh, there it is. Okay, found it. Yeah, there's a game there's law. There should be a postseason, postseason game law. Postseason game law. Okay, what was what was his, what were his numbers yesterday officially? Purdy. Do you have Brock, Brock Purdy? Purdy was because I got every game Jimmy G has played for the 49ers in the playoffs. Nineteen of twenty nine. Nineteen of twenty nine. Two hundred and fifteen yards. Okay. No touchdowns. No picks. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find here. He had a he had a he in against the Rams. Okay, last year he was sixteen of thirty. Okay, for so, two thirty two, two tutties, one pick. Okay, so he had more touchdowns, a worse completion percentage, yes. and an interception. Yeah, well, I mean, again, we're sure. Yeah, okay. 
I don't know what we're arguing about. I think you're anti-Brock Purdy. I think I'm, I'm trying to win you over slowly but surely. I'm anti the idea that this guy's a franchise quarterback. They should now shape their entire future around. That's well, who's what I'm arguing anti. that. You are. You said, what if they win? They got to run it back. Like, well, no, he's going to be a backup whether they win or not. See, and that's where I will push back. If he Why? wins you your first Super Bowl in 30 years, but he's you're going to bench him. It. I don't care the if he's winning it or going not. To, if they win the Super Bowl, See, that's going to be Kyle Shanahan and the oh, defense. Of course. That's how they always win. His only responsibility is to not lose games. As long as he doesn't lose the game, the 49ers are going to be fine. And he didn't lose the game. Dak Prescott lost the game yesterday. Mm. He threw two interceptions. So he outplayed a guy who's been in the league for damn near a decade and is making $40 million a year. He's got that going for him. But we would have never done this. If Garoppolo would have won the Super Bowl last year, this would have been a narrative. And why would it have been a narrative if Garoppolo did it and knocked Brock Purdy? Because the quarterbacks aren't any different. Oh, so you, you if, don't if they if they would have won so the Super Bowl last year. So you don't think they start year. Trey Lance if if Jimmy G and the Niners win it last year? No, and I would argue, how do you? He was a starting quarterback that just won you a Super Bowl. I don't care what you traded for Trey Lance. The guy's played one half of one game in his career. You do have to care what you traded for. See, I don't think you, you do. In the NFL, you got to look forward, and if you don't, you get left behind. And it's, I don't think there's a scenario where even if they won. Kyle Shanahan's going to go, yeah, that's my guy now. Because then what do you do with Trey Lance? You trade his ass. You get a couple you just of trade Trey Lance for yeah. a seventh-round draft pick. That's all you're going to get for Trey Lance? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying you're trading Trey Lance for Brock Purdy, a seventh-round draft pick. If he wins a Super Bowl this year, if they win a Super Bowl this year, yes. I he would. plays the exact same game he <laughs> played on Sunday, and they win. That's your franchise guy. I'd probably go, I'd ride with Jesus, him for sure. No way. No. No. So you're no. just going to bench him and bring – how long do you give Trey Lance to play at this level? I mean, Trey Lance's year is next year. Okay. Assuming he's ready to go by the start <laughs> Assuming of Assuming he's healthy, which he's probably not going to be healthy. Well, he should be. He got injured pretty early in the season. The Seahawks <laughs> game, I think, was their second or third game of the year. The Seattle Seahawks signed Matt Flynn to a giant free agent contract. Yes, they did. And then randomly drafted Russell Wilson, not intending for him to be the starter. He ended up winning the job. What did they do? They say, hey, we gave a lot. We gave this guy a lot of money. We got to play him. Or they said, you know what? This is probably working a little bit better with, with Russell Wilson at quarterback. To be fair, they did give Matt Flynn opportunities in the preseason. And they did to he, win the job. did not show anything that would suggest that he should be starting over Russell Wilson. And they, I think they gave Trey Lance a chance last year. He was not ready to play as a rookie. Brock Purdy was. And they gave him the starting job this year, and he unfortunately got hurt. I do think it's interesting that um, as much as I disagree with your opinion here, I Brock Purdy to me is a backup. But as much as I disagree with it, I think it's interesting, and I think I saw this from somebody on Twitter last week. Isn't it fascinating that Kyle Shanahan can do this with Brock Purdy? But also, like, what does it say about him that he identified Trey Lance as his guy and not somebody else or just not just roll it with somebody else? I just think identifying quarterbacks coming out of college is really difficult. I know, but 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 – Look, when you hit into a seventh-round draft pick, it is a bit of luck. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's a roll of the dice, and you never expect the seventh-round player to even make the roster. Them and an undrafted player are the same thing. I remember somebody telling me that. It's the same player. You just, I don't know, you fluff it up with, hey, he was drafted. Like, that's the only difference. They're not considered a roster player. Sure. It's, hey, maybe we'll hit on something. And they need a quarterback. Their depth got hurt. Um but how can you how can you have him ready to play? Even if I disagree with your idea that he is a franchise guy if they win the Super Bowl, how can you have him ready to play to at least do this, which is good? Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want to sound like he's done nothing. I mean, their numbers are up drastically across the board. I, again, I, will, I, I would absolutely <laughs> beg everybody, go look at the numbers and go look when McCaffrey got there. This is much more of a more weapons thing than it is Brock Purdy thing. That being said... <laughs> That being said, I love how you give him zero credit. I give him some credit. He's I'm, getting zero credit. No, I'm. I'm if, if you were, you're calling him a backup. He is a it's backup. All, He's all, a third street quarterback. Who's he, starting in the NFC title game this weekend? Because they don't have another option. <laughs> Everybody's heard. What do you want me to say? I Am just, I wrong? No, I. Well, I. I strongly disagree with you. Well, we on disagree this. on the starter thing. That's for sure. Well, I just. I. I think you're. I think you're identifying too much the draft position and where he was taken, and not focusing on how he was playing. Like if Brock Purdy was a first-round pick, would you be arguing any of this? 
It's all about where he was well, this drafted. This would be the expectation if you're a first-round draft pick. That's the difference. Sure. And Trey Lance is two years in the league, and he's played one half of football. And well, this guy's the starting quarterback yeah. in an NFC championship game. A hundred percent right. But they traded multiple picks to get Trey Lance. They They literally were like, yo... I think maybe you can play. Maybe you'll be our third string guy. Let's just pick you last. There, that's a there is a difference there. And I know again, he is producing. If I was to give a pie percentage of Brock Purdy, hey Brock, here's your pie for the responsibility you've had in what this they've is good. done. It's National Pie Day today. Hey, is happy National oh, Pie Day! Yes. Really, National Pie Day today. I thought three point one four. I thought it was always March fourteenth because it's pie. Uh, that's uh, pi. This is pie. Oh, well, I thought they always just roped them in together because <laughs> no. they're both pie. Okay, all right. Well, National Pie Day. My percentage for Brock Purdy, 38%. That's a good slice. Well, that's higher than I would go. That's higher than you would go? Yeah, probably. I'd give him 28 29%. Okay, so uh, then how are we disagreeing on this, I guess, to a certain extent? Because if you're going to go quarterback franchise guy, reshape our future around you, I, I actually think that pie should be higher than 38. Like, I feel like for them and that offense specifically, I, I talk about this with buddies all the time. If you're to tap into the best possible Shanahan offense, it's the make and model of a Trey Lance. They just got to be able to execute it. Sure. And he hasn't shown that. But they're doing it with Brock Purdy. And so, like, I give him some credit, but reshape in the future depending on how this finishes for them See, I, 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 and that. this is i think the verbiage you're using is where i push back i understand that you traded a lot to go get trey lance the guy is two years into his nfl career i feel horrible for him that he has not been able to stay healthy and this was his opportunity but you've already almost eaten up half of his rookie contract and the guy's played a game and a half of football you're gonna go into his third year and, and you his have third no year. idea if he's good and this is my whole point <laughs> is I don't care at this point if, if you win a Super Bowl, which is the ultimate goal. Yes. And the 49ers have proven they don't need elite quarterback play to get there. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo's not a very good quarterback, and he got you to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship game. I think I think he is a if you were to rank one through thirty-two, Jimmy Garoppolo shows up somewhere in the fifteen to twenty range. In in my estimation, of guys that I would take over him because he has had everything to work with, and Brock Purdy is showing that it's not that hard to win in San Francisco as a third string quarterback. He's already in the NFC Championship game. We'll see what happens this weekend. Right. The point that I'm trying to bring up though is that if you win this year, I don't care that it's. I don't care what you gave up for Trey Lance. I just you're. I think you're going to lose the locker room to a certain extent if you say, "Hey, thanks for helping us win a Super Bowl." It's dumb that quarterbacks get all the credit. Purdy doesn't deserve all the credit at all. But to bench a guy like that in the locker room and go back to a guy who is completely unproven, who you have no clue, how long do you give him? What if he struggles for the first month of the season and this dude's standing on the sideline like, hey, remember what I did for you last year? Are you going to put me back in? What if you start three games below 500? At what point until you bench him and you bring in Brock Purdy? I don't want to entertain any of those problems locker room-wise. Hmm. I could probably recoup one of the first-round picks I got for Trey Lance if I traded him now because hmm. teams are desperate for quarterbacks in the NFL. You happen to have a plethora of them currently. And I, that that is my larger argument. It's just the, the ramifications of what it says to the locker room of – this dude, they they love him, man. Did you see the Kittle Purdy interview after the game? Yeah, they love this dude. But 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 see, okay. So here's my pushback to your pushback to the original pushback. I I hear what you're saying. I heard the same stuff about Jimmy G, and they started Trey Lance anyway. And now, unfortunately, he broke his ankle uh, or foot or whatever the hell it was mm -hmm. against the Seahawks, or maybe towards ACL. Whatever it was, he went down with the season injury. Jimmy G comes in, and then the narrative gets set again. Here he is teammates love him he's ready to go and then he gets hurt and then Brock Purdy comes in and it's always funny like teammates love you when you win they do yes that, and they, when you play every year the Niners have started their season somewhat slow they did it again this year they did it last year they lost to the Colts last year with Carson Wentz I remember that game Sunday Night Football and everybody's like oh, I don't know about this Shanahan thing man I I don't know about the Niners and then they went on some crazy tear and got back to the NFC title game and came up just short against the Rams. They did that again this year. Mm -hmm. They started off slow. I want to say they started three and four, and then they won like ten games in a row. And then it was like, oh, man, locker room loves. I think the locker room loves when you win. <laughs> and if Trey Lance was to start two and one or three and one, I think they'd do the same thing, be the same narrative. I don't think you can operate on the will we lose the locker room looking ahead like that. I think you you got to go with what makes the most logical sense. If Trey Lance is healthy and you traded those picks 
and he's a better athlete, which is indisputable. Sure, he's a better athlete. You you have to see what you have. Now, what does he do? What do you do if he starts off like a month and a half pretty terrible? I, I wouldn't hesitate. I don't think Shanahan would hesitate to put the right guy in. But my my two cents, I think if they were to actually do this and he's doing like what he did yesterday, which was fine, not amazing, not awful, but fine. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I really don't think he would start next year. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm way wrong. But I just when I watch them play with Jimmy or Brock, I kind of feel like I'm watching a coach who knows there are limitations and he can only do and I think he's looking and he may or may not think it's Trey Lance still, but there's a player that can kind of unlock the absolute maximum potential of what that offense is. He did a quarterback draw near the goal line. He did. And it went awful because Brock Purdy's not fast. He's not a big athlete. He's looking for the Josh Allen type. That's why he went Trey Lance, 6'4", 6'5", hyper-athletic, long, rangy. Like, I don't know if it's going to work, but I don't know. Watching the Niners, I just... I feel like he knows there's limitations, and he operates within those limitations. I would argue with a seventh-round rookie quarterback, there should be limitations. I, oh, I don't What seventh-round rookie quarterback does, is even, but even ready with, to play? Even with Jimmy, though, Dirt, I felt like... Well, yeah, yeah I think we knew. they run the ball eight times against... Or, or pass the ball Bay. seven times against Green Bay. They didn't have to throw it. Exactly. Why, why force it? Why put sure. Jimmy in a position to throw a pick? And right? this is the one thing that I will... We can get to this game more, but they didn't have a dominant run game yesterday. And they still found a way to win the game because of their defense, largely. Yeah. And the one Kittle catch got them going. But they didn't. he didn't have the benefit of what Jimmy Garoppolo has largely had in his playoff wins, which is a dominant run game. When they went to that Super Bowl and lost to Kansas City, they ran it all over Minnesota. They ran it all over Green Bay. He didn't have to do squat. And yesterday, he had to make a couple of throws late in that game. And I thought he trusted him in the fourth quarter. I'm just starting to ask the question, and nobody will officially know the answer. Yeah. I'm starting to ask the question, what if Brock Purdy is better than Trey? Lance. Oh, I, I don't. It, okay, can I say this and then we'll go? We'll get to this game. I I don't disagree with that. I don't even think it's a question. What are we debating there? One has easily looked like he's more ready to play now than as the a other. rookie, yeah, undoubtedly as a rookie. And that experience at Iowa State and being there for what four or five years and running a pro style offense and having success. Trey Lance played like what? Eight, nine, ten, twelve games, whatever it was at North Dakota State. Oh, nothing. He didn't play his last year. Yeah, I think he only played 11, 12 college games. Yeah, there's like there's no real experience from him. I think we said the stat his high school to NFL snaps was like 167 snaps or something. That's that's nothing. He, yeah, I don't think that's debatable right now. Brock Purdy was more ready to play in the NFL this year than Trey Lance. He's gonna win you a Super Bowl. The defense is going to win. Gonna win you a Super Bowl, baby. I'm getting you a Brocktober shirt. You watched yesterday's game and you came in to piss me off today, did you? Damn right I did. How can I piss you? You've been anti Brock, man. I'm, I'm Team not. Brock. I gave him a bigger pie than you. You gave him a smaller piece of pie. I'm over here loving Brock. You want to bench his ass. I swear to God. You, you probably in. want Jimmy Garoppolo to play next weekend, don't you? He's back on the roster. You probably want him in the lineup. Did you see Shanahan's quote on that? <laughs> if he's available, I don't know if they'll play him or not. Golly. Would you be surprised? I won't be surprised if they do. I would be shocked. They're they're not going to play him. Okay. And it would be coaching malpractice to bench a guy that's winning you games right now. Well, we have a lot to get to today. It's a busy, busy Monday. As you can see, we're already off and roaring. We're yelling at each other. We're arguing. We're hot taking. I was really disappointed. Dirt yesterday did not do a video in which he bunched up a jersey and slammed it into his garbage can <laughs> as his wife knocked on a, a counter to tell him that she's starting to film so he could stand and come into the scene. If I did that to anybody, it would be a Chiefs jersey because they I got backdoored with 20 seconds to go. Are you, got you kidding me? Hard. And that just set up my entire crappy, terrible weekend. Well, it was a great weekend. It was a bad Saturday for me, and then it was a great Sunday for me. It was a tale of two days gambling, I can tell you that much. But we have a lot to get to today, and we have the Blazers who continue to suck. So uh, loaded show, a lot to talk about. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I just wanted to ask how your weekend was, and you came in and you just threw darts at my face. God. But you poo-pooed my boy Brock right out of the gate, man. Be nice to Brock, all right? Winning your playoff games right now. What is it about you that just you gravitate towards Brock Purdy's in the NFL? I like me a good white quarterback. What can I say, buddy? You know, <laughs> Joe Burrow's right there. He's waiting. no, he's too good. He's too good. He's too good. I can't. This is like Swag and his fandom. When Swag announces his fandom, he's gonna be like, "Oh, a Kansas City Chiefs fan." You're like, "Oh God, really? You're going from the Cowboys?" Don't you kind of feel like that's what that's it's exactly be. where he's yeah. going? I can't do that with quarterbacks. I I, Herbert's the only one I'm allowed, but he's you know, there's obvious questions. ties. Sure, obvious yeah. ties. The rest of them, I gotta find my average white guy. You know, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I did think of you yesterday, Swag. Uh, watching that Niner Cowboy game, I text you. You didn't text back all weekend. I text all you guys all weekend. I got like three responses. That was fun. It was just me in the group chat hanging out by myself. Well, Saturday I had to go out to dinner, so I didn't look at my phone because I was DVRing the games and then came home to. You got to tell. Of you know, what you got to do is you got to text people when you're DVRing things. I told you this on Friday. You don't pay attention to me. I'm supposed to remember something you said on. I don't remember what I say on Friday. I had somebody quote us at a golf course after the show. 20 minutes after the show, and I went, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was very controversial. I had no. to go to a birthday dinner on Saturday, and it was pl- it was planned without my input. Was it a surprise birthday for you? No, it was not a surprise, but it was like we made reservations. We're going to dinner Saturday at 5 o'clock for oh, your birthday. reservations. Yeah, wow. and so I thought, okay. That's fancy. I can't well, you really didn't say... miss much with the 5 o'clock. No, game. I didn't. You know, I, I saw a good chunk of the KC-Jacksonville game and then had to watch the second half on the DVR, and then the, the night game ended up being a dud. But I, I had them on the... So I wasn't looking at my phone. Oh, so you got backdoor covered on DVR. I got backdoor covered on DVR. Ah, that's not Even good. worse. Yeah. And when Mahomes got hurt, I thought, there's no chance in hell. I'm going to cover this bet. This is my luck. Of course, I don't take the Bengals, the game I loved all week, because I'm trying to make up ground on you. Mm. I instead gamble on Kansas City. Mm. He gets hurt on the second drive of the damn game. He can't move. Chad Henney's in. They're making him go to the locker room. No chance this is going to cash. And then they throw a pick at the whatever 10-yard line. I'm like, yes! This is a win. It was not a win. I mean, 41-yard field goal away from covering. I mean, it's not like it was preposterous <sighs> that that wasn't going to cover. No, I, I watched this Dallas-San Francisco game. I, I told you guys all week going into it, like, when this game happens, I my inner childhood fandom kind of peeks out. And it's like, hey, it, it means a little more. I follow some people who are Dallas Cowboy fans. I'm friends with people who are Dallas Cowboys uh, fans. And it just it means a lot. And then it gets on your TV, and I'm sitting on my couch. I'm like, my God, my palms are sweating. Why am I nervous? And I thought of you watching this swag because they looked really good. I actually thought they played better than the Niners the first half. Their biggest indictment is that they were losing at the half. And I thought they played well enough to win. And I thought of you, and I thought, right when the game ended, this. This is why he's abandoned it. Because this franchise does not take themselves seriously. No, they don't. They don't. The immediate answer to from Jerry Jones is Mike McCarthy's our guy. We're we're committed to him nah, just right after that. <laughs> oh, I got you. Want to hear some Jerry Jones audio? Oh, God, Jerry. By the way, talk about losing your fastball. <laughs> Jerry Jones is aging rapidly in front of our eyes. Yes, he is. he's going to waste his last fifteen years of his life staying committed to bad coaches. Well, it's kind of a sad, sad ending to Jerry Jones's life. Just listen to how dejected he sounds here. This was Jerry Jones outside of the Niner Stadium post game. No, no. Their decision to, uh, for the, our kicker was exonerated with his uh, field goal in my mind, and uh, I'm glad for him. Uh, but uh, this is uh, this is uh, very uh, sickening to uh, not win tonight. 
Very sickening. But no, he's not considered removing Mike McCarthy. That's a done deal. He's coming back next year. Apparently the kicker's coming back, too. How about Jerry on the field talking to Maher before the game? That's a hell of a scene. Those screen grabs are going viral on Twitter. So there's a couple things that still kind of blow my mind. Given the amount of time, we didn't even get to the game part of this, but like the amount of time given to that franchise for national television spots and all the narratives that about on all the first take shows on national television, you know they have not been back to a conference championship since they won the Super Bowl in 1996, the 95 season. It's the last one. Haven't been to, they haven't been to a Final Four of the NFL since that point. 27 years ago. I also learned today because I had to listen to our good friends at 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Oh, my God, that's fun. <laughs> They haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round since Troy Aikman. Yeah, Dak was a third-round pick, I was second-round pick, whatever it was. I was not aware that it had been since Troy Aikman that that owner and that franchise have drafted a QB in the first round. Yeah, you kind of meddled around for a couple of years there after Aikman. You landed Tony Romo, obviously, who was kind of an under-the-radar Brock Purdy type, if you will. Uh, although he went to a much smaller college than Brock Purdy went to, but he wasn't, he ended up being your franchise guy. I just, it's hilarious to me the McCarthy answer after the game. Like they did this with, with Jason Garrett. They just remained committed to him for far too long. And I don't understand it. I, I think there are, of course, some organizations that jump to conclusions too quickly. Miami was, a, was an example of that. Like if we don't win this weekend, we might fire Mike McDaniel. Like really? One year in, the guy that revitalized Tua's career, you're going to fire him after one year? Like, that's ridiculous. But we can all watch the Cowboys and identify two similar problems that exist. Their quarterback is inconsistent. He'll have great games, a la last weekend. And then he'll have bad games, a la this weekend. In week 18, he's just way too up and down. And Mike McCarthy's not a great head coach. And I, I, I don't know who really pushes back on that narrative. I think he has been blessed this year and last year with two of the best coordinators in the NFL. Oh, and one of those is going to be gone. Dan Quinn's got to get He's got to get a head coaching Jeez, job. It's great. only a matter of time until Kellen Moore gets a head coaching job. Like the, the frustrating thing, I think, if I were a Cowboy fan, is you see when you watch them that most of the pieces are there. I'm with you. I thought they played a great game yesterday. Their defense, and this is part of the reason I stuck up for Purdy. Like, their defense was nasty, man. It Dan, was. Dan Quinn out game playing Kyle Shanahan yes, for did. the first three quarters of that game. Every wrinkle, every screen, every draw, every, you know, QB run, everything he tried to throw at him that was new in his offense, Dan Quinn had somebody there to shut it down. Micah Parsons is one of the best players in the entire NFL. They didn't run the football consistently, but neither did San Francisco. Like, you were right there knocking on the door because of your defense to win that game, but you had some really bad clock management at times and your starting quarterback who's inconsistent through two interceptions. And I think if he doesn't throw those two interceptions, and Dallas probably wins the game. the end zone when you got your one turnover. No. They were down, whether they were at the 25-yard line, line or something. After a drop punt, that set up three points. And then the other one, I mean, at the end of the half was the backbreaker. Yeah. The first one, you're like, all right, it's early, it's nothing-nothing. Lenore gets the pick. They held the Niners to a field goal, so that's yeah. not horrible. And he throws, they were in the one at the, the end of the zone, half yeah. when you're driving to take the lead, because I, I, I think it was... Jimmy Ward, it was six third, to three, I think, was, at the time. Yeah, Jimmy Ward tipped it. Warner picked it, took yep. it back quite a bit. And, and that, you could have yeah. scored a touchdown there, and you get the ball to start this yeah. coming out of the second half. And said you throw the pick. The 49ers have the weird clock management, they, but they get the field goal. Like that was a backbreaking exchange. For uh, I have. We'll get to this coming up next. We'll get to the actual game itself because we're talking about big picture things. I just, I, I thought of you, Swag, yesterday, and I thought. Yeah, this is this is why I did you do all this. the unfollowing, unfavoriting right after really? that game. All gone. so when you actually so you've ditched it. You're picking your new team at some point. You said out the divisional round, right? Isn't that when you said you'd pick a team? No, you said that. <laughs> I never said that. No, I that said going you. into divisional round weekend, you'd pick it on Friday, and then you said I'll pick it after the divisional round. <laughs> I think, did, I think the, you did say that. I think that's what the tape was show is. I thought you were picking it last week. You said after divisional round, this has a real Chiefs pick <laughs> vibe. From our standpoint, no. Is it a current team in the playoffs you're sniffing at? One of them, yes. <laughs> I think there's stripes on <laughs> that tiger. I think we're going a team with stripes oh, there, he's Bob. leaning all in on Joe Cool. Or he's going to lean in on the Bills and just continue to be heartbroken every single season <laughs> that he's a fan of a team. Yeah, poor Bills fans. He's definitely going AFC. 
But yeah, I think I, I think you got to go AFC. I, I can't. I, yeah. I can't do NFC. Yeah, yeah too many rivalries yeah. in the playoffs nah. over the years. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Let's get to this game. I, I want to get to something you mentioned there. I have it from Shanahan in the post game. We got some audio coming up, and we talk about the Niners Cowboy game, and then we'll dive into some of the other matchups from uh, division round weekend. Dirt and Sprague back with more. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us. And Four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Here we go, Compass Media on the call there. Niners beat the Cowboys 19-12. to That was a slugfest, defensive slugfest, an old-fashioned football game. And uh, the numbers were not looking good from the rushing side for San Francisco for about uh, three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, it kind of just felt like they had finally wore down the defensive front of mm-hmm. Dallas. And uh, they got it going. I want to say they finished the second half with like 89 to 90 yards. Well, I thought they quit trying to run to the outside. They just ran it. They slammed it up the gut where they had the advantage. I thought too much they were trying to stretch too much, huh? Yeah. The the Cowboys speed was their one advantage on defense. And when they were out in space, they were able to use it. When they decided to just slam it up the gut, then Dallas was overwhelmed. This was, uh, you don't always get these kind of games. Getting the under in points is not uncommon in the playoffs. Uh, Quite a few unders hit, but... It was more like the style of play. It felt very old school and throwback watching these two teams play that kind of football. It did. The uniforms, I think, helped too. There's just a lot of nostalgia when the 49ers and Cowboys yeah. play. And it was it was a tough physical game. Both these defenses are just outstanding. And I thought they both played terrific. You know, San Francisco, we questioned their defense a lot over the last week because they've given up some chunk plays in the passing game recently. And really, there's only one play that stands out to me. They hit the one shot over the top, the CeeDee Lamb, where he beat Lenore. Outside of that, they couldn't do anything down the field. And they really only had one target that was a reliable threat for them, and that was CeeDee Lamb. And that's a whole other problem for Dallas is, you know, not having Amari Cooper around anymore. Who's your number two? You had Dalton Schultz, your tight end, had a horrendous final drive where he, you know, dropped the ball or didn't get two feet yeah. on the sideline, didn't, didn't go out of bounds when he was supposed to go out of bounds. Like, that was just a disaster for them. But the 49ers defense, we questioned a ton. Can they hold up against the pass? And I thought they they held up their end of the bargain uh, a, a ton of this weekend, and they were the primary reason that San Francisco won that game. It's just um, their their quarterbacks holding them back. I, I don't think this is a debate anymore, right? No, I just he's way too inconsistent, and you can't have that this time of year. You cannot go in Tampa's defense, especially their secondary uh, or their secondary is not great, but their front seven is pretty solid. You cannot play that well against Tampa and then come out and do that in the divisional round of the playoffs. You just can't. He he was those two interceptions were horrendous throws. The first one, I don't know what he was looking at. Lenore basically ran the route for him. He threw yeah. it right to him. And the second one, it was an, or, on an early down situation in the red zone. He where, pro- and there, he should have had not a one window. or two more. Greenlaw flat out dropped one. Yeah, oh, Greenlaw would have taken it to the house. Yeah. That would have wrapped it up, and they would have won 26-12. He consistently was throwing behind Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like to the point where I'm like, is there something wrong with his vision? Does he need glasses? Like, is he need LASIK or something? Is he seeing... This is who he is. Man, look, I, I, I text this to my buddy. He's a diehard Cowboy fan, and, you know, he didn't really want to take my text yesterday, and I understand <laughs> why. Um, is he, is he, isn't he just light-skinned Kirk Cousins? Like, aren't we talking about the same kind of player? Yeah. 
I mean, I, he's I, certainly not a forty-five, fifty million dollar quarterback. Well, I mean, maybe he is because that's kind of the market to have a competent quarterback, and we can't argue that he's not. But it's like yesterday we saw it with Joe Burrow, a dude that picks you up. And unless you have a Niner-built team with that kind of coach, yeah. and you can get by with I'll Brock give you Purdy, this. is Dak any different than Geno Smith? I, I well, no, I, I, I this Geno Smith this year, no. But like I'm really going to Kirk Cousins. Go look at their numbers. Yeah, they're nearly identical. They're 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 basically the same player. And we put Dak on this pedestal while we say, oh, Kirkers in prime time. Yeah, we know that. But <laughs> let's talk about Dak in prime time because it ain't great. No, <laughs> he has that Tampa game. By the way, Tampa finished the year sub 500. Tampa mm-hmm. was awful. And he goes into this game, and I'm like, damn, I I thought Dallas could have pulled off the upset. I still can't believe the Niners are winning at half. And he throws two picks in this game. He misses throws. He underthrows. He overthrows. I, what's that first pick? How the hell does he throw that short of Gallup? Yeah. I, what, what's I don't going, know on what's there? going on there? I don't the know second what he's one. Seeing. You're staring down CD Lamb. Jimmy Ward makes a great play. Fred Warner picks it off. Like he just he just lacks that next level of quarterback play. You need a guy making that kind of money. Yeah, the difference between him and some of the guys at the top is consistency. And you see this in every sport, right? Like guys in the NBA can have a great night or a great week of games, but you're not going to be Giannis for a month or an entire season. It's a completely different animal. And what you get from guys like Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen, I know Allen struggled yesterday in Buffalo had a really rough day, Yeah, but you get it essentially week in and week out. There's not a lot of those moments where you look at him and you say, Patrick Mahomes, you're the reason the Kansas City Chiefs lost this weekend. When was the last time you said that? Joe Burrow, you're the reason the Cincinnati Bengals lost. You don't say that very often because they're consistently elite. And with Dak Prescott, there's way too many highs and there's way too many lows. And there's not enough in between where it's just consistently good. And I think that's the – if I'm a Cowboy fan, the part that keeps me up at night – is I genuinely feel like you have you have slowly built the roster that is capable of competing at the highest level. Your offensive line is pretty damn good. Tony Pollard, that injury was a big big factor on that game yesterday. Yeah. Not having him was was a crushing blow, but Tony Pollard's a solid back. Zeke's okay in short yardage situations. He was awful yesterday. Awful yesterday. CeeDee Lamb is a good, a really good number one wide receiver. Micah Parsons might be the best defensive player in football. Like, you have a really good defense that's solid, that's not the best defense in the league, but really solid enough to keep, like, all these pieces are in place. you got a great defensive coordinator. you got a great offensive coordinator. Everything is lined up, and all you need Dak Prescott to do essentially yesterday is just not lose the game. Like, this is why sometimes I stick up for game-managing quarterbacks because we use that as a dirty word and a dirty phrase where there is an art to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we can say that Brock Purdy nearly threw a couple of picks. He did. One of them wasn't. I mean, it was a ball that deflected off of a dude's armpit and probably should have been picked. It's not like he's throwing it directly at a defensive back and he dropped it, a la Dak Prescott did multiple times, including what should have been a game-stealing pick six at the end. Just don't lose us the game. No one to take a sack. No one to not put the ball in the harm's way. Understand at the end of that first half that, hey, this is a field goal fest. It's going to be a low-scoring defensive game, so why would I force it into double coverage when we're already in field goal range? I'm going to take my lumps, maybe run, try and pick up a couple of yards, but I'm not going to put the ball in harm's way. There is an art to managing a game, and Dak Prescott did not have it yesterday. I I didn't understand. um, I got some Shanahan audio I want to get to, but I I did not understand. uh, Dallas had an opportunity there. And I want to say, yeah, here it was. It was fourth and five. They were at San Francisco's 40, okay? And they took a delay a game penalty to back it up and punt. Your defense had been playing lights out. You dropped your win percentage 9% by doing that decision. And your defense did everything to win you that football game. I've Rarely do you see a Shanahan offense look that incompetent and have that kind of inability to run and move the ball. And your defense did it for you. And you reward them by not going fourth and five. Yeah. If you can't go for it on fourth and five on the plus side of the field, and you value netting 31 yards more than going for it and maybe winning a game, maybe you don't have the quarterback or maybe you're not the coach. Like, if I'm a Cowboy fan today, I took a note of that specific play. That is egregious coaching. To not go for it on that fourth and five, I think personally, despite the Dak picks, Dak not being amazing. I actually thought that decision cost them the game because when you go on the road, man, you got to do things that you don't normally do. You got to go for the throat. You got to go for the jugular. It was 9-9 when they made that decision. You're at the 40. I mean, what are we doing here? (laughs) Dak was bad. I'm not making an excuse for Dak. 
Mike McCarthy, I would love to know what are you thinking there? It's fourth and five. Yeah. Trust five. him to go make a play. Trust him to scramble. Trust him to throw it to C.D. Lamb. Trust in your defense that had at that point been playing unbelievable football. Even if you don't get it, your defense goes back on the yeah. field and the Niners are still on their side of the field. I When, you're, when your problems are, are too pronged in quarterback and head coach, it's it's hard to win in the NFL. That's their problem. Here's Shanahan postgame on his defense's performance. Uh, I think we, man, we stopped the run, I think, which was huge. Uh, allowed us to be pretty sound in our coverages. I, I know we gave up that big one when uh, we were backed up. Um, but I just think we made them work for everything. And when you take away the run game and um, you don't have to be too risky in the in your coverages, it makes it hard to get explosives. And our guys just kept doing it all game and were able to contain them and keep them out of the end zone except for that drive. And um, they played their ass off today. Uh, Shanahan also asked after the game, you mentioned it in the last segment, the clock management at the end of the first half was really kind of bizarre. He let like 20-some seconds fall off the clock before he finally called a timeout. They ran one play, and then he called his last time out. And then they damn near lost the time because Brock Purdy took forever to throw the ball away. And you could hear the boos, kind of the crowd, like, we're really not going to try to score here. Cowboys get the ball back to start the third quarter. In the moment, I was with you. And and then I listened to the post game, and here was Shanahan. He was asked about that clock management. And give me your thoughts, Dirt, because I think you and I were on the same lockstep with this. Does he change your mind with his explanation? Yeah, <laughs> um, not just because I can hear, but just because I'm a fan too, and I would be very annoyed. Um, but I'm pretty confident with what we did there. Um, it's, you know, I think that's one of the reasons when you play a good team like that, that, you know, you, you hold them to 12 points. I think that stuff has to do with it. I think playing the game that way and the situation and know who, who you're going against, the momentum of the game, I, I think that stuff's important. He also said he had t- they had Dallas had two timeouts. I forgot to pull that part of the cut. Yeah, two timeouts. He didn't want to give him the ball back with like forty five seconds if they came up short on third and one and threw it. I don't know. He kind of changed my mind listening to his explanation of it in the moment, though. It just felt really odd. I mean, it ended up working for them because Purdy had that throw to Jennings in the crossing route, and they the offensive line gave him a ton of time. So they ended up getting into field goal range and ended up being a big play in that game. It worked for him, yeah. I, I still disagree with the with the conservative nature of it. I do. I, this is who Kyle Shanahan has been as a head coach. If there's any issues he has, it's clock management and being too conservative in big moments. Those are his two kryptonites. And I, I honestly thought back to the end of the first half of the Super Bowl when they were playing Kansas City. They got the ball, I want to say, with 45 seconds to go in the first half. And instead of they had a lead, instead of trying to, let's see if we can get three more out of this, let's see if we can hit a big play, he didn't want to give it back to Mahomes, and they took a knee on it. And they basically killed the final minute, the half, and they would have loved to have some points at the end of the game when they ended up losing. So, look, it worked out for him this time. I, I think you got to trust in Purdy, man. I, it, he has played very well since coming in. He's been consistent. He has not turned the ball over a ton. Trust him to make a throw. Like, to come out running on first down and second down and then wait forever, then call a timeout, then, of course, you get the first down and then you hit a big play. I just I'd be a little more aggressive in that moment. You don't win games, I think, by being conservative in coaching, and he was lucky that that didn't end up biting him. Uh, a couple more thoughts from this. We'll get to more of the other divisional round games. Cincinnati going into Buffalo and doing what many didn't think they would do. And now they go to the AFC title game and they face a gimpy Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship. We'll talk about the Jags and the Chiefs game. And we have not mentioned the Eagles and the Giants, a game that I couldn't have been more wrong on. And kudos to the Eagles. They looked out absolutely amazing on Saturday. And so uh, we'll talk about that and we'll get to the Blazers as well. Dirt and Sprague back with more on 1080. The- All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, the Blazers blow a 25-point lead. <laughs> are we going to tank now? Are we almost there? Uh, I don't think we're going to tank. I think we, we are tanking. Can we get into the win by Yama sweepstakes? I, well, we're not going to win it, but we're getting close to that We territory. only got the eighth worst record in the league, man. I, I know. We got a puncher's Four chance here. 12 in their last 16. We are the third worst team in the Western Conference They're today. like two games away from having the sixth worst record in the <laughs> NBA. Those are decent odds at win by Yama. I'm just saying. And Damian Lillard not happy with, I don't, was it all Jason Quick or was it started by somebody else? Because he looks around in the press conference. He seemed to be scouring for multiple angry faces. But I only heard one <laughs> yeah. quick interjection where Dame's like, I know, I know. <laughs> not not thrilled right now. And so I don't know if it was just a Jason Quick question or if he was one of a few media members. Uh, but we got that audio and Chauncey says something utterly ridiculous. So we'll get to that coming up. Um 
couple things here. We will get to the Eagles. I do not want to dive into the game right now. I don't know if I've ever been more wrong in my entire life. I thought the Giants had a chance not only to cover, but to win that game outright. So full transparency, I've had a great gambling year. I put a lot of money on Saturday, and I put a lot of money that involved the Giants in a lot of ways. Needed them to tease, couldn't cover the teaser leg, needed them to cover the 7.5, obviously did not cover the 7.5. Money line bets, I mean, you name it, I did it with the Giants on Saturday. I was hurting, and Sunday I woke up and go, screw this, I'm going for broke. And I put a lot of the same money that I had left over, and I put it on the Bengals' money line, and then I parlayed them with the Niners, just straight-up money line bets. So I want a lot of my money back, and I was happy about that. But that being said, without talking about it, I got two things I want to get to here. The first is this stat, which I find funny that they're doing this. When you think of Jalen Hurts, what college do you think of? Alabama. Oklahoma. Oh, See, that's fascinating because there was something I saw with him yesterday, and people were saying Swag's answer, but some were defending your answer. Well, this was sent out. Jalen Hurts, on his Saturday win, became the first Alabama quarterback to win a playoff game (laughs) since Richard Todd in 1983 for the Jets. Jalen Hurts did something that no one had done (laughs) since a guy named Dick Todd did it in 1983. (laughs) Dick Todd. I mean, were people trying to say it doesn't count as an Alabama quarterback because he transferred? Yes. That's ridiculous. Because they said they screwed him and he became a Heisman-type player when he went to Oklahoma. Swag said it, too. He said Oklahoma. I mean, that's okay. You can say you identify him more than Oklahoma. Russell Wilson, Wisconsin or North Carolina State? Because I say Wisconsin, and that's not fair, but it kind of what comes to my mind. Sure, Wisconsin's the first one that comes to my mind. That's because Oregon played him in a Rose Bowl. So I, I remember that vividly. But I, if he wanted to count as like an NC State quarterback in the NFL, he started multiple years at NC State. Jalen Hurts was a multiple-year starter at Alabama. He didn't get benched yeah. until his second year in the national championship game. And they didn't do him dirty. Tua came in and won the title, and that get him the, got him the job. He then stuck around for a third year in which he came in and won them the SEC championship. You need to not disparage the great Richard Todd, by the way. <laughs> Hey, it's Dick Richard, Todd no. has got a place on this show Richard anytime. Richard Todd, who had some of the uh, most luscious golden locks you could ever want to hope for. I Google imaged him because I was curious who Richard Todd was because that was before I was born. And I'm like, okay, who's this Richard Todd guy? I never heard of the dude. Uh, do we? Does Duck fan claim Robbie Ashford if he becomes a pro football quarterback? No, because he never played. He There's practiced. a difference between being on the roster yeah. and pl- like Jalen Hurts was a two plus year starter at Alabama. Let's not act like he was a two year. B- this isn't Joe Burrow claiming Ohio State. He didn't play at Ohio State. I think Ohio backup. State has a tweet where they claim him because that's, he's Ohio that's guy. Stupid. And- that I will criticize. <laughs> that is ridiculous. But I think the portal is changing how we view guys. Is it not? Like we're like, hey, who do you think of when you think of this player? Yeah, what if college? you want to tell me you th- you identify him more with Oklahoma, that's fine. He had a great year at Oklahoma. He did. Way better than I thought. He's had a better he NFL a career than I trophy. thought. Yeah. Oh, he no, he didn't win he it. Didn't he came a finalist, though, right? Wasn't he a finalist? I don't, I don't think, think Jalen Hurts won it. He didn't win it. No. okay. No, that was, yeah, was that was Joe. Wasn't that Joe Burrow? Was that Burrow's year or Smith? That had to have been Burrow because they got smoked by Burrow in the playoffs. Twenty nineteen was Burrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the greatest. He said he had Kyler Murray and he had Baker Mayfield back to back years and before then that. This year, uh, yeah. But he was he was a finalist that year. And then the final thing I want to get to is I always appreciate these when we see them. We try to play them. There's many people out there that when we talk sports gambling, either don't know or they're understanding. Or they're like us. They like to gamble. And football season's the best time to gamble, in my opinion. It's a sport that's most exciting because you never know if you're an idiot or if you're brilliant. And yesterday, there is a guy that placed a $5 wager coming into the weekend that would have netted him $72,790. That parlay. Was Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown at plus 600? That happened. Dallas Goddard to score the first touchdown at plus 1,200? That happened. Jamar Chase first touchdown scored plus 900? Three for three. And the final leg was a Dallas Cowboy near the goal line, and they filmed it, and here it is. I'm going to be so sick if it's Zeke or somebody else, bro. Is he in the game? Yeah, he's in the game. You're supposed to do it, bro. Come on. Come on. Please. Oh, my God! 
Dalton Schultz, first touchdown first scored, touchdown. plus $1,500. $5 bet nets you pay damn near $73,000. Wow. That's a hell of a weekend right there. How, how panicked do you think he was after the, the interception from Dak early in that game? Oh, I mean. Because setting up the 49ers yeah. with a short field, like, there it goes. It's down the drain. It's such a stupid prop. First how touchdown scored. How happen and they film it and they didn't cuss? I, I, I'd be cussing like a sailor if I, I mean, just made five bucks into 70 grand. I'd be cussing like a sailor. I think they're just ecstatic. It started screaming is the first reaction more so than dropping F-bombs. Imagine walking in today and you laid a $5 bet that nets you 73K. You wouldn't even show up for work today. I think you'd call out. Oh, I for sure would have called you'd out. You'd go out to the bar with your boys. You'd pick up the tab. I'd be on a golf trip somewhere right now. I would I would have I would have booked a trip and I would have gone somewhere warm to play golf. Say sorry guys, I'm not feeling well. I'm under the weather. I'll see you on Thursday. I love of all the things in your life. The first thing you think of winning seventy three thousand golf trip, golf trip. Where are we going? Let's go to Palm Springs or something. Come on. No offense to KT, but I almost feel like you'd go and get Titleist irons or something, man. I feel like you just go trade everything in. You're damn right. Top notch stuff, right? Parlay there. this, baby. Uh, so I always appreciate when we can get people that win bets like that. And now I'm gonna make a stupid parlay on first touchdown scored for the conference championship. That's a fun little parlay. It is a fun parlay. And the danger in parlays like that is you could very easily lose it in the very first game. Yeah, but it's $5. You five, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's not, not make or bet. break in him. Yeah. Uh, that was just badass, though. All right, loaded second hour of the show. We'll get to all of the other games. We basically talked about the Cowboy Niner game, uh, but it was good. This is the last game we had of the, ni- of the night and the weekend. Uh, we'll get into the other divisional round games as well. In hour number two, we will also talk about your Portland Trailblazers. Uh, who currently suck. That's next, Hour 2, Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app and the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.